Well, praise God. Thank you, Walk Worship, for just leading us in spirit-filled praise and worship week in and week out. We honor each and every one of you team members uh, for leading us closer to Jesus through praise. Uh, Well, I'm excited to jump into God's word with you here today on our five-year birthday. I I do believe that God has given me a word for this moment and a word for a a, a turn-the-corner moment into the next five. Amen? And so I'm so glad that you made it, and not only you here in person, but you online that are watching this right now. Come on, let's give it up for our our Walk family online. Amen. We honor you guys. Facebook, on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to engage on the chat. We have an online host. Make sure that they get you what you need. Um, Well, praise God. Let's go ahead and jump into the word this morning. Come on, if you're ready, say ready. Ready. If you're hungry, say let's eat. Let's eat from the word. We're going to eat some tacos. We're going to eat some cake. But before we do that, we need to eat from the word. Amen? So let's go to him. Father, speak to us now through your word. Oh, to trust you more and more. God, help us to see it, help us to feel it, help us to hear your voice, help us to know you more. Give us ears that hear, give us eyes that see, give us a heart, come on God, that beats. And God, we we pray that we would leave this place changed. We would leave this place more excited about you than we were when we came in. God, that we would leave this place knowing that God has more for us, more for our city, more for our church, more for our nation. More for our families, more for our world. God, you are the God of more. Your more is good. So help us to see that now as we look at your word. In Jesus Christ's name, for his fame, amen. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to really look at two verses of scripture here today. Ephesians chapter 3. Come on, if you're ready, say ready. Let's go ahead and dive in. It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. Verse 21, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The Apostle Paul is writing this letter to a church that he planted in the city of Ephesus, a lost city, a city that was known for their Greek mythological worship. And and Paul went right up in there and planted a, a church, all right? And he's writing this letter to them. In the first three chapters of his letter, he talks a lot about identity in Christ and how all the riches that come with knowing Jesus uh, spiritually and, and physically and just the power that has to, ha, ha, the adoption to be in his family. In chapter two, he talks about how we were dead in our sin, but but raised back to life in Christ through faith in him alone. And then chapter three, he starts to talk about how Jesus then sets the church into motion and he closes that third chapter with this doxology, this praise, this prayer, this moment. He says, now to him who is able. Let me just go ahead and double click and highlight on this first part. I think it's important that we catch this first part. As we think about the God of more, that's the phrase that God put into my heart for this next season, that God is a God of more. You might say to me, well, show it to me in the Bible. I, I, need, to, I need to be convinced. I think you can see that he's the God of more through this text. Now to him who is able. How many of you guys just know that God is a God who is able? Amen? Feel free to lift your hands. I, I put lift my feet. Right. God has the ability. Amen? The word able, the word ability means that he has the resources. He has the capacity. He has the time, 
He has the love. He has the ability to do more. I just want to say that to set the tone here today that there may have been some prayers that you stopped praying, some things that you stopped believing. Maybe your relationship wouldn't reflect that you believe in the God who is able. I pray that by the time you leave here today that you would just know that you know that you know that God is able. A great Netherlands theologian, Abraham Kuyper, he once said it like this. He said, there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Amen? Jesus looks out at our city and he says, this isn't the city of sin. This is my city. This is the city of him. Jesus looks at Las Vegas and says, mine. Jesus looks at your car and says, mine. Jesus looks at your house and says, mine. This is unpopular. Jesus looks at your bank account and says, mine. Jesus looks at your fingers and says, mine. Jesus looks at your toes and says, mine. Jesus looks at this warehouse, says, mine, right? Jesus looks at everything. There's not a square inch that Jesus doesn't say, I claim that. That's mine. This is not just a cool quote from Kuiper, this is scripture. In the book of Psalms, we see the Psalm of Asaph. In Psalm 50, God himself affirms, every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. So if you added up a thousand hills and all the animals and cattle that are on those, God says, yeah, those are mine, right? Verse 11, I know all the birds of the hills. I don't know all the birds, God does. And all that moves in the field, God says, mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. I love when God says stuff like that, right? God's like, hey, it's already mine. The world and its fullness are mine. Jeremiah the prophet caught this revelation. Jeremiah, he was a struggling prophet. In other words, he was a lot like us. He was always complaining. He felt lonely. He felt like everybody was betraying him. He felt like he was the only one left. He wasn't. He had struggle. And then he had an aha moment. I pray that God would give us some more aha moments. That we just go through the day and go, oh, God is able. Oh, God does want to do more. Oh, God isn't done with me. He's not done yet, right? Jeremiah says, oh, the Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and by your outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you. Come on, can we just say that last part together? Ready? One, two, three. Nothing is too hard for you. Come on, say it with me on this side. Come on, try a little bit. Come on, one, two, three. Nothing is too hard for you. Come on, middle group. Come on, nothing is too hard for you. What about y'all over here? Come on, stay with me. Nothing is too hard for you. We need to get this, church. Online, type it into the chat right now. Nothing. Not, not most things, but nothing is too hard for him. God has had to remind me of that in 2020, amen? Don't make me feel lonely up here, please. Right? God has had to tell me, hey, look, pandemic, shutdown, tension, all types of vi- struggle, fear, moving. God says, it's not too hard for me, though. We need a fresh reminder of God's ability. Th- that's what God put in my heart to share with you today, is that we need to be reminded of God's ability. Now check out this verse. Verse 20 goes on. It says, now to him who is able, we we got it. He's able, right? He's got the ability. It's all his. 
Able to do what? I love this verse. He's able to do far more abundantly beyond all. Well, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's worthy of a clap from some. Here's why this verse messed me up. While I was studying for this sermon, I was looking at the original Greek language, and I was noticing that scholars were puzzled by this sentence, that commentators struggled to translate in the original language this statement because it doesn't really make sense. In the, basically what Paul did, he's writing to the Ephesians, and he's saying, let me try to find some words to describe God's ability. Far. Not enough. Far more. No, not, I need more. Far more abundantly. Not enough. Far more abundantly beyond all. Like, he literally grabbed all these words. They don't fit. They don't make sense. And, and he said, Joe, you try to figure out God's ability. You got to take all these words and try your best. Paul says, now to him who is able to do, God is, you're able to go far. God's able to go farther. Amen? Like, you have ability. God has more. Like, I don't think God is looking for our ability. He's looking for our availability. God's like, I got so much ability, you can't even figure out how to describe it. But if you have availability, you might touch it. You might be able to tap into his ability if you open yourself up and make yourself available. God is able to do some things, amen? He's able to go further. He's able to do more. God is a God of more. Not just more, abundantly more. The word abundantly in the original language means spilling over, running over the top. Can't be contained. The lid is busting off. And then after you get that far, go beyond it. I once heard it put like this, God goes beyond, beyond. I can't figure out that either. Once you get to beyond, God goes beyond that. One of the foolish things that we do as human beings is we try to put God in a box that he invented. Like I find God in his humor just saying like, I don't live in a box. I made the box. You can't contain me. You can just get to know me. And God is saying, if you, if, if you recognize his ability, it's going to change you. It's going to change the way you pray. I think I got into a season this year that I just got a little distracted, a little discouraged, a little fearful even, if I can be transparent, that I started to inch away from God's ability. But when I tapped back into his ability, it changed the way I felt. It changed the way I thought. It changed the way I dreamed. It changed the way I prayed. We need to have a new recognition of God's ability. And what happens is you'll start to experience God's more. Have you ever had a moment where God just showed up and just did far more abundantly beyond all that you could ask or think? I've had some. In fact, I had one this past week. Let me just go ahead and invite you into a little bit of my journey. I got a phone call a couple weeks ago. A church planting friend of mine in St. Louis who heard me speak at a conference called me up. And he said, hey, I, I, I heard you speak. Um, I'm praying for you guys in Las Vegas, and I got an opportunity for you. And I said, I love opportunities. And some of you guys know this about me. I'm less of a strategist. I'm more of an opportunist. And I would even say today, if God opens an opportunity in for you, don't have, sometimes you don't even have to, just step into it. Like, 
God is a God who, who has more. He, he opens the door to opportunities. If you open yourself up to the opportunity of God, if you find where he's working and you just say, I'm going to join him in it, you're going to experience it. And so this guy called me and said, hey, I got an opportunity. Do you want to help feed people that are in need in Las Vegas? And I said, yes. And he said, are you ready to receive some food? And I said, yes. And he said, all right, pick a date and a time. I picked the date. I picked the time. He said, okay, we're going to call you and we're going we're to set this up. Now, in my little small pound brain, I'm thinking, all right, they might send us some canned foods and we'll go give it out in the city. God can do more than that. And so I get this phone call, and they're like, okay, are you ready to receive this food? And I said, yes. They said, okay, do you have a warehouse? I said, yes. <laughs> Reached out to Adam, right, at the warehouse. I said, yeah, of course. Like, do you got a pallet jack? I said, Adam, we got a pallet jack? He said, yes. So we're bringing two 50-foot trailers packed to the brim of 80,000 pounds of food. I like had one of those, oh, oh, snap, like, oh, God moments, like, oh, he's the God of more. He's a, we have the availability. Let's make it. God has the ability. And so what I did was I just called my friend Scott at SOS Radio. I said, hey, Scott, we got a need, and we want to get, we we get this food out as, as far as it can go. And he goes, are you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. He goes, all right, you're on the air. I was like, What? Well, come on down to the warehouse tomorrow. <laughs> and before you know it, we had cars lined up down this street. And it never stopped. And we gave out all 80,000 pounds of food and people from all around the city came. And there's some of you who are here today who came and got some food. And we honor you and we bless you. Just know that that's because the God of more can do that. And they called me back after that. They said, how did it go? I said, how did it go? How did it go? We're still trying to recover. It was amazing. They said, do you want some more? I said, yes. I don't know when it's coming, but you'll know when it does, right? Because we just want to be a part of what God's doing, amen? I love this quote from Henry Blackaby, who wrote this book called Experiencing God. He says it like this. Watch to see where God is working and join him in his work. I mean, I see some people that are here today that have just said, I'm part of Walk Church because I saw God at work there. I just want to join him in it. I believe in that there's going to be some people that are going to join God's work at Image Church, Pastor Ryan and Kirsten, a new church plant in our city. There's going to be some people that join Favor City Church with Pastor Joseph and Kristen because they see God at work there. Some people are going to jump into a small group, a charge group, because they see God at work there. Some people are going to start joining on the worship team because they sense God at work there. Some people are going to start joining in our student ministry because they just sense God is at work there. Here's what I would tell you. Find where God's working and do that. I remember when I was doing college ministry and we were seeing college athletes come to know Jesus when I was in playing college sports. I had a pastor call me and say, hey, uh, are you hiding? I said, yeah. He said, I heard God's, doing, God's working. Can we join you? Can we just start sending people with you? Like, we're, find where he's working and join him, amen? That, that's the story of Walk Church, but I really believe that God has more. Right, we see it in this scripture. We see that God wants to do more. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. 
ask or think. Let me, let me confess something to you. Lean in real quick. Let me, let me see your eyes. If there's ever a verse in the Bible that should motivate you to pray, it's got to be this one. Check this out. God's saying, I'm going to limit all my ability to what you ask for. This, this uppercutted me like, man, I haven't been asking enough. My prayer life is weak. I got an Ephesians 3.20 promise. God says, I'm able to do far more abundantly beyond all. You don't ask enough, Hayden. I mean, some scriptures that used to be heavy on my heart, I lost track of, like Matthew chapter 7. You know, this is what Jesus said. This is red letter, right? Matthew 7 verse 7, he, goes, he says it like this. He goes, ask. Come on, say it with me. Come on, one more time, loud. Come on, one more time. Did we forget? Jesus says, disciples, ask me. Ask, and it might be given to you. Hold up, we reading a different translation? Ask, and it possibly will be given to you. Ask, and probably, no, I'm seeing a W word. I'm seeing a will. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek. Friend, we got to start 20. Walk church, can we start seeking better? Like God says, if you start seeking me, I'm here. Seek and you'll find. Knock. It will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. Just getting reacquainted with the words of Christ has led me to pray bigger prayers. Recognizing God's ability has moved me to do something. Amen? Like when I, when I recognize that God's ability is so big, it's moved me to pray different. Like my prayers don't often reflect God's bigness. Recognizing God's ability, let me give you the first point of my sermon. I only got two, all right, just in case. So y'all thinking this is about to be long. It's not gonna be that long. I only got two. The first point is this. Recognition of God's ability leads to man's mobility. And when I say man's, it's not gender specific. It's men and women, all right? Leads to people's mobility. Let me give you a definition for the word mobility. Oxford translates mobility, the ability to move or be moved freely. Like God's not looking for you to, be, to have to like pull you, like come on, get to church. Come on, pray. He's saying when you recognize his ability, you're going to pray. You, you wouldn't want to talk to anybody else. Nobody else has that type of ability. Move, the quality or state of being movable. Here's what I want you to ask yourself today. Are you movable? Like, I'm going to convict a couple people. Maybe the Holy Spirit will do it. Some of y'all aren't movable enough. Like, y'all need the Holy Spirit to grease you up a little bit. Like, some of you, when we started singing hallelujah, when Manu hit that note, you were like. <laughs> and you could hear, like, some, like, kinks and cranks. It was like. Eh. You need some spiritual WD-40. Come on, just, just loosen up a little bit. Allow yourself to be moved. Ask yourself, am I movable? If God really wanted to move me to worship, if God really wanted to move me to give, if God really wanted to move me to serve, if God really wanted to move me to plant a church, if God really wanted to move me to be discipled and make disciples, if God really wanted to move me to actually do the things the Bible tells me to do, would you be open to doing it? You gotta ask yourself, am I movable? God's ability 
leads us to mobility. It leads us to pray bigger prayers. It leads us to dream bigger dreams. It leads us to think bigger thoughts. I mean, check out this verse, Ephesians 3.20. We're almost done. You might say to me here today, I get it, Pastor Hyden. I don't always have time to pray. I'd argue with you on that. But you might say, I don't always have time to pray. I'm busy. Sometimes I don't have time to pray. Sometimes I'm so burdened and broken I can't pray. All I can do is think about it. Well, you got it in the verse too. Come on. Like God's like, look, look, I know you couldn't pray it, but you thought it. I can still do it. Walt Disney once said, if you can imagine it, you could do it. He got that from God. He stole that. He stole that from Paul in Ephesians 3. Look, to him who was able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Like maybe you stopped asking. You need to start asking again. Jesus gave you the invitation. It's a free invitation to ask. You have not because you ask not, which means you might have had it. Would you have asked it? God in his sovereignty may have limited his ability to move in your life to your asking. But even if you don't ask it, friend, think it. Before you go to sleep and I just start thinking about what God could do. That person you want to get saved, start thinking about it. You got dreams in your heart to do ministry, start praying about it. Start asking about it. Start thinking about it. And if I can confess to you here today in person and online, this has been a resurgence in my life in 2020. It, it, it took a shutdown, a pandemic, a removal out of the school that we had been in for the past four and a half years, not because they kicked us out, but because nobody could meet in the school till this day, and our relationship with Schofield is still strong, and we love Principal Nepp, and her sister April is right here, and Principal Nepp called me yesterday and said, hey, we wish we could be there to celebrate with you for the five-year birthday, but I'm going to be out of town, but here's what I want you to know. We love Walk Church, and not only, but we want to bless y'all with more. And I said, you guys, we bless you guys. Y'all don't bless. She said, we're going to bless y'all with all the drinks for today. So just know when you get a drink, when you leave, it's from the Schofield family. They wanted to bless us with more. So, so wrapping up here, God is able to do more than we ask or think. And I had to be reminded of this because I started to get away from it. And I just started, God, what... What does this look like for us? How are we going to recover? How are we going to make it through? We need to meet together. We need to see each other. We need to pray for each other. We need to sit under the word. We need to be around the word. We need to be in the word. And it just was a difficult season for Nina and I, if I can be completely transparent. And then God began to whisper to me, I'm able to do more. What if the dreams and the prayers and the thoughts that you forgot about, he never did? And that led me to open up my availability to his ability. And he has done some miraculous things that I am so excited to tell you about in this video right here. Let's take a look. In 2012, while I was coaching college basketball in Kentucky, I remember having this moment on the court where I felt like the Lord impressed on my heart this vision and impression to move back to my home, Las Vegas, Nevada, to, to plant a church and not just to plant a church, but to, to plant a basketball gym that he would use to change the city and really redeem this game in my life. And so uh, Nina and I, we moved back to our hometown 
and just began to pray for what God would do uh, for us and in us and through us. And I had a relationship with a friend of mine and a former basketball coach who just told me, he said, if, if you find the right land, I'm gonna buy it for you. And so that led me to just start prayer driving and going back to the area I grew up in. And it was in that time that I found this four acre piece of land that I just felt like the Lord linked my heart to. And I remember telling Nina about it and we just started going to that land and praying over it and believing God for it. And those were some good days right there. Yeah, every day at 2.06, based off Colossians 2.6, we would go to this land, we would pray, we would put wristbands on the fence. That's and right. it was just moments where we knew that God was gonna bring us to this land. And there was a few things that happened during that season that it just didn't end up working out. And really what we thought was a detour ended up being an open door and led us to our partnership and relationship with Schofield Middle School. And over the past five years, it has been nothing short of miraculous. We've been able to see many people come to know Jesus. We've seen over a hundred people get baptized. We started in the theater, outgrew that, went to the cafeteria, launched multiple services. Yeah, opened a food pantry and we're able to run that. Opened a food pantry and there. just really try to make a difference in the yeah. city. And it's been amazing. Yet this year has led to a shutdown and a challenging season for everybody. Mm -hmm. And we weren't able to move back into the school. And so that led to just another moment of God dependence, praying, asking the Lord, calling different places, getting turned down by different places, trying to find a new site to meet. And I can just remember sitting there in my car saying, God, you have to show us what's next for us. And I really sensed this impression from the Lord that he just whispered to me in my spirit that the prayers that I forgot about, he never did. Yeah. And that led me to just dreaming again about this piece of land. And I hit a U-turn, I drove back to this land. It was still for sale. It, it, it was still, I still had the same dreams and vision for our church on this site and uh, I called Nina. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I still remember when you called me and you know, said you remember this piece of land and I was like, yes. And, you know, you reminded me of the, the dream that we had once pursued. And it just brought such peace and joy to my heart because in my own prayer life, I felt like God was just showing me, you know, even with all the miracles and all the favor that we had at Schofield, that I shouldn't get comfortable, that that was not the time to be content. And so he started to even show me, don't forget about the dream keep dreaming, keep dreaming again. Amen. And when you called me, that just confirmed that the stirring in me was just to not forget about that Amen. as well. So I called Pastor Mike and set up a meeting with him. And we just right there, we called the owner of the land, got on the phone with him. And he just said, let's just make a deal right now. And that led us to say, God, you got to intervene. What should we do? And so what we did was we called our stewardship team. We talked with our pastors. We contacted our partnering organization, the North American Mission Board, and went to prayer. And we just felt like we were in agreement that this was God's more for us. This was our next step. We started taking all the precaution to contact our architect and our general contractor who have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and we began drawing up plans on what this would look like. And I am so excited to announce today, alongside with my wife, Nina, that we are officially in contract for this piece of land, that we are on the journey of acquiring it, and we are 
close and we need to do this together. And we're excited to walk through this journey together. We believe this is God's more for us. This is God's more for disciple making in the city. This is God's more for church planting, not just here locally, but globally. We believe this is God's more for us to reach athletes and students and the next generation and the older generation for His glory and freeing people to walk in Jesus. We believe that this is gonna be a future home for Walk Church. This is gonna be not just a, a church, but an athletic facility to reach our city and really really see that vision that God placed in my heart come, come to life. And so yeah. we couldn't be more excited to share that with you here today. Yeah, that's right. And I remember even the next day after right. that phone call, we went on a date night and we were driving past the land afterwards and we stopped and we got out and right. we're, we just had this moment where we were praying and we were really seeking God for the confirmation. And I just had this memory of when we first put up those wristbands on the fence. And I said to him, do you remember putting the wristbands on the fence? And we both looked up at the same time and there they were right. right in front of me, the walk in him message, just right there on the gate. I mean, yeah. it was just a staple that God was saying, this is what I have for you. This yeah. is my more. This is my more. Amen. Well, we are, we've been sitting on this announcement, waiting to share it with you today uh, from Nina and I and our, 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 our pastoral team, our stewardship team, and um, our family. We just are so excited to step into this new season believing in the God of more. Amen. And, and here's what I need to say, and I need to say it loud and bold and courageously. We need to do it together. Amen that we don't want to try to even approach this thing on our own or by ourselves, but we want to lock arms with our walk family, and we want to step into this. We're living in biblical times, amen? We've been praying over this land. We want to step into it by faith for his glory to see God do even more things that will outlive each person in this room here today. We're coming out of a series that we've called Honor, Honoring the Lord in What We Think, Say, and Do, and there was a, a person who came here today that I was uh, uh, just humbled when he and his wife stepped into the room. And I just want to take a moment and make him a little uncomfortable and honor him. Come on, how we do at Walk Church. Come on, Chuck and Sylvia, would y'all just stand really quick so we can honor you guys just for a moment. This is Chuck and Sylvia right here. And I just want to take one second, a little bit more than that, and just honor them Chuck has done an amazing job of coming alongside us. He has a calling to build churches in Las Vegas. He's helped with several churches. He's a kingdom leader. He's one of the most generous people that I know. He loves the city. He loves the rebels. He is a friend, a brother, and a leader. And with that, uh, God put something on my heart that I wanted to give you, Chuck. And uh, I'm just going to show it to you real quick. Oh, this is my only purple one. It's a, it's a JMU Ratner jersey. And I want to bless you with it, Chuck, and honor you with it here. I'm going to get it framed up, but we're going to give it to you. Come on down, and let's clap for a... Chuck has helped us build this dream. And uh, honor you with that today. Love you. Thank you for that. So good. Come on, one more time. We have been working on this drawing and this building, and it's going to be... I've never seen a church that like it like he's designed. It is an anointing and a gift upon him and Mark, our architect, who is incredible and friend. I can't wait for y'all to see it. 
And now maybe you're like, okay, well, give me a next step. When can we, help? When can we see some of these things? When can we know how to get in on it? I'm going to give you your next step, all right? If you're interested in helping with the land, you're curious about being a part of this God of more team to see this dream happen, here's your next step. The date is October 12th. It's a Monday night, all right? October 12th, Monday night. You're a couple weeks away. We're going to gather back in the warehouse for a vision dinner. We're going to move these chairs around. We're going to have a dinner, and it's going to be the vision for the land. You're going to be able to see the architectural drawings and the makeup and really the next step journey that we have to take together to make sure that everything finishes strong and we close on this land. And we do this together. Amen? I believe God has more for our church and our city as a native of Las Vegas. Believe in God for the miraculous and we would love for you to be a part of it. If you come to this, it doesn't mean you're committed to anything. It just means that you're interested in knowing how God may use you because we're going to need some prayer team members. Amen. We're going to need some lay hands on the fence people. We're going to need some construction people. We're going to need some people that just have big faith. We're going to need some people that have big money. We're going to need some people that have big goals. We're going to need some people that believe in a big God who can do big things. Amen. And if you want to be a part of that, let's do it together. Amen. 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 Online. Please be there for that time. As I close right now, I'm going to close with my second point and I'm going to make it short and sweet. That God's ability not only leads us to mobility, to go pray for a, a piece of land, to go dream big dreams, but God's ability leads to man's humility. That when God moves, he gets the glory, amen? When, when God moves, if it's his power, it's his glory, right? So, so as he's doing this, friends, we're going to be careful. We're going to be committed. We're going to be intentional to make sure that God gets all the glory, that it's nothing that we've done. We know it's not our strength. We know it's not our power. Remember the beginning of the sermon. It's all his. And so it's God's power. It's God's glory. That's why Paul closes with verse 21. And here's what he says. To him be the glory. At Walk Church, <laughs> in the church, and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God's power, God's glory. The closer you get to his ability, the closer you get to humility. Right? When I get close to God's ability, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I, let me just, let me just take, let me just, let me pray. Let me humble myself. I'm a sinful person who is in need of a Savior, amen? And, and friends, that's all of us. And if you came to church today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you have not surrendered your life to him yet, you have not received him as the one who died for your sin, rose from the grave, was born of a virgin, lived the sinless life that you and I couldn't live, who died the death that you and I deserve to die on a tree, who shed his blood for your sin, past, present, and future, who rose from that grave so that you could have a relationship with him and be born again and have a seat in heaven and have a calling in this life. If you don't know that Savior yet, today's the day of salvation. I want to invite you to a relationship with the King, that his arms are long enough and strong enough to save even you and me. And so I want to invite you to pray with me right now. If you need to receive Jesus, know that the God of more would love to save you from your sin. 
and walk with you all your days. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you that you're the God of more. And God, you loved us more than we loved you. God, our sin has separated us from you. We've all blown it. We've all missed it. We've all fallen short of your glory. But God, being rich in love and mercy, gave himself in the form of his son, being born in the likeness of man, humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. And God has bestowed upon him the name that is above every name, and that name is the name of Jesus Christ the Lord, in which every knee shall bow, every tongue can confess, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And God, we're not going to wait to heaven to confess it. We're going to confess it now. Jesus, you're the Lord now. You're the Savior now. And Jesus, if there's anybody in this room, anybody watching online that doesn't know you as Savior, pray right now they would make it right. By faith, call upon the name of Jesus and you'll be saved. By faith, confess him as the Lord and Savior of your life and you'll be saved. By faith, turn from your sin, turn to him, and you'll be saved. Jesus, I pray you would save everybody that's here today. You desire for everybody to be saved. We pray that they would be saved through faith in the gospel for your glory alone. God, may we experience your ability and may it lead to mobility, may it lead to humility for your glory our good, our joy, and the praise of your name forever and ever. Come on, church, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.